welcome to the Stewardship Leader Podcast, brought to you by the Christian Stewardship Network. CSN exists to encourage, teach, and connect church and stewardship leaders and help them build and lead healthy stewardship ministries in their church. You can learn more about CSN at ChristianStewardshipNetwork.com. Welcome to Stewardship Insights, a brief conversation on how to help you be a better stewardship leader. Today I'm with Leo Savo. And Leo, I know that many churches have begun to build these incredible one-on-one coaching ministries. We see a lot of one-on-one coaching happening in the stewardship space. Mm -hmm. We also see some group coaching happening and some classes, some programs that are built around a group coaching model. Uh, There's also the classroom model of one person just teaching 100 people while they all sit and look one direction versus coaching. So in your experience and the things that you've done, just share a little bit of this kind of evolution and flow in the ministry. Yeah, so the evolution really started with when Crown Financial Ministries and Christian Financial Concepts, Larry Bouquet's ministry and Howard Dayton's ministry joined in the year 2000. They brought the best of two contents. One was the small group study that was a, at that time, I think it was 12 week long uh, biblical financial study that was really just a a deep dive into what does the Bible say about yeah, money. Yeah, it really was. And then the other part, Larry Bouquet was an entrepreneur. He, I mean, he created a lot of content. And one of the things that he did is he created a coaching, what he called a counselor training program. And it was a self-study that you would do. And then eventually, once you got it done, you could you know, basically take it to your pastor, have him sign it that you've gone through this, and then you would send it in and you would get a certificate and you were a financial coach. Or back yeah. then it was a counselor. It's changed since then. Sure. Counselor just sounded a little bit too like you're broken and I'm here to fix you, where <laughs> coaching was like I'm going to walk alongside you, which is a better description of it. So when these two ministries joined, what happened though, the counselor training really started to take off. Eventually went from a self-study to something that you could do in a 10-week uh, training. I actually went through one of the first ones here in Texas back in 2002. And as I became a coach, that was really my first responsibility when I became a pastor is to build this army of coaches that could meet with people one-on-one. And the idea was you would go through a class like a small group study or let's say an FPU, and then if you went through that and still needed some help, then you could sit down with someone one-on-one and they could help you in that specific way that you needed it. Maybe you had a situation where you just couldn't do it all on your own and you just needed the wisdom of a counselor or a coach to do that with you. So that's kind of where it started. And then over time as we did it, Pretty much across the board, I've, I connected with Crown uh, counselors and and with the person that was actually managing that whole team nationwide, and with other stewardship pastors as I got into this space, and I realized all of us agreed that the success rate was very low. When I was at Gateway, we actually gauged that to be about 10 to 15 percent. We looked back at about three and a half years of serving people, and we found that only about 10 to 15 percent actually finished the program. Wow. And even with those, we weren't, that's why I said it's 10 to 15. It wasn't yeah. like yeah. a hard number, because some of them you really just didn't know. Did they actually finish this out? Did they actually yeah. continue to budget, got out of debt? They didn't stay connected. So we did as much as we could, but that's at the best we said 15 percent. Well, and this is amazing to me, Leo, because I know how you train those leaders. You poured more than 20 hours of training into mm-hmm. each one, plus continuing education and relationship where they could come and the coach could be coached by you mm-hmm. if they had any questions. So I think one thing that's good to know here is that 
Leo poured so much into these leaders. And as they went and tried to help people in one-on-one scenarios, the level of success was just, it was surprising. Yeah. It was surprising that it wasn't higher. 15% exactly. is, is not like a Wahoo type number. <laughs> I would say that probably from the beginning, I had this sense. I didn't actually measure it early on, but I had the sense that we weren't doing really well not as well as I could have. So even though I would take people through that 20 hour training beyond that, I would walk with them the first case. So I would meet with them before their first meeting and then, you know, go through the, like, how, how did it go in the first meeting? So it was a a bit of coaching, like, you know, keep doing it, keep doing it. Let's talk about some of the things that you've done just to get their feet wet, so to speak, and make sure that they were comfortable in that position and serving and feeling confident. But what I was really understanding from our conversations that we were meeting on a monthly basis as as a team, and what I was seeing is coaches that just didn't feel like they were really succeeding. And part of that, I would say, is just because some of it was just very, very simple. People weren't coming for the second appointment. Right. I mean, so if the people coach don't show is putting up, in more yeah. than the person asking for help. Exactly. <laughs> and so what we're learning, though, is that this one-on-one is not as successful as we hoped it would be. Like people weren't just like dying to get in and do it. They, they would do it for a small period of time. As soon as the pain point was gone, they would just drop out. And for us as a team, as we looked at what everybody else was doing, we kind of got the same answer, eh, about 10%, 15% if you're lucky. And I just didn't think that was good enough. So that began us looking for a solution. We're also running a waiting list of people waiting to meet with a coach, which was another downside. It's 15, 20 people waiting for a coach to, to have an opening. And then by the time they get someone, right. it's a, two months later. And, yeah, and they, know, they, they might not Yeah, the emergency's gone. Right. They're not even want to talk to you anymore. So we have to try to solve that problem. And as we approach the situation with, let's figure out how to help more people at the same time, no, now it's like a group coaching. And we didn't call it back then. We didn't know what it was. We sure. just thought, we'll just do a class where we're actually doing the same thing we would do on one-on-one, but we would do it in a classroom setting yeah. and just have more leaders in the room that could actually work with people in the classroom. Yeah. And I had a team of, I think in total it was eight people. And we met for several months to create this curriculum. And at the end of that, I actually lost half my team. Not, I say lost. Two of them moved away out of the state and two were switching careers. So they were just, could sure. not volunteer at that time. And when that happened, I just realized, okay, I probably need to back off a little bit. I don't want to do this on my own. Um, I had so many initiatives over the last three years that I didn't want to just start something else. And so I just decided I'm just going to put it on the shelf for now and we'll pick it up at some other time. For now, we'll just keep doing the one-on-one. And it was about six months later that I got an email from another pastor that was doing group coaching. And that put me on a path to learning that somebody had actually figured this out seven years prior. Uh, That's always fun. Hey, seven years ago, we figured this out. Like, hey, at least you can learn from it now. (laughs) And that was a great thing. See, if I would have just pressed on and would have created the content, it would have been very hard to switch. Because we would have built it, it would have been ours, and we would have probably tried to figure it out over time. But it would have taken us so much longer to do it. Yeah. But instead, I went and connected with this gentleman. His name is Dave Bricks. He's one of our board members at TSN. And Dave had created this curriculum when he was at Willow Creek and had had really great success with it. So I met with him, got the content, and then brought that to Gateway and started plugging that in. And it was tremendous. I mean, we changed it and tweaked it and made it kind of, uh, gave it the Gateway DNA. But the success started at like 60% and it just kept going up from there. That's amazing. So I think this is really important just for you to hear the history and see 
you know, why so many people are coming to you looking for one-on-one coaching and they're asking for help and this is what they usually ask for, but it probably makes sense to instead develop or to receive a program like this from another church that has been doing it for a long time mm-hmm. and then plug that in and then make tweaks, make it your own, make it fit your culture, make it fit your context. But the success rate going from 15% in one-on-one coaching to over 70% mm-hmm. in this seven-week group yep. coaching format. And in that class, you have accountability because there's still two coaches at the table with six people. You have great teaching because you have a high-quality teacher from the front sharing the biblical and the practical, and you give people time in the workshop to build it. And so this is a this is a type of model that we've seen very successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, we highly recommend it. We recommend that you connect with other pastors at CSN yes. who have used a program like this, figure out what they've used, why they like it, if they tweaked it, how they tweaked it to fit their context. Right. Be aware that this is something that you don't want to go for three and a half years building a one-on-one coaching ministry, mm-hmm. training a hundred coaches, and then find out that the coaches are getting burned out and that people aren't being served at the highest level of success possible. Right. Uh, and then I will just add this. Uh, one of the things that happened when I first came on staff full-time in stewardship ministry is I created a once-a-month ongoing coaching opportunity for our people to come just sit in a room. What I did is I put all of our volunteers in a room and I said, if anybody wants to just come in and ask a financial question, then come sit down with one of these coaches Mm. and they will start you on your journey. Now, when they would start them on the journey, they would usually plug them right into this group coaching program. And that was the place they really needed to be. But having once a month, all of our coaches in one place has really facilitated and made it easy for people who call in and say, hey, I need to meet with you, Pastor David, uh, to coach me one-on-one. I can say, actually, we already have a room filled with our top stewardship volunteers available for you. And then those coaches are trained to help get people plugged into that coaching program. And so this is a fun history. Leo, thank you for sharing. I cannot emphasize enough how important it is to be plugged into the Christian Stewardship Network. When Leo was looking around the industry and saying, what's working? He met with a pastor from Christian Stewardship Network. They gave him the tools and resources to solve the problem that he had in that season. Mm -hmm. And then he continued to take that program, make it better for his context, serve his people well, and then has turned around and made that available as something that other churches can use and receive. So I'm saying that. Come join us for the annual forum, plug in to Christian Stewardship Network, and continue to receive these weekly stewardship insights on stewardship leaders. Well, we want to thank you for joining us for this episode of Stewardship Insights. If you found this episode helpful, please let us know. You can do so by leaving a five-star rating and a review on the Apple Podcast app or wherever you're listening to this podcast. We'd also appreciate you sharing this episode with another church or stewardship leader. And if you have a stewardship ministry-related question, we'd love to answer it. You can submit your questions through our contact page at christianstewardshipnetwork.com or by emailing us at info at christianstewardshipnetwork.com. Thanks again for listening, and we look forward to you joining us for the next episode of Stewardship Leader. 